Hello and welcome to Good Show, the podcast helping you answer one of the most daunting questions in television. What am I watching next? I'm Brandon Sharp. And I'm Anthony Macon. And on this episode of Good Show, we are discussing the peripheral. This sci-fi thriller is set in the near future and follows Flynn Fisher, a VR gaming phenom who has her mind and body stretched to their very limits in the most realistic, seemingly virtual world she has ever experienced. Now, that synopsis is terrible. It may not sound terrible, but it's a terrible representation of what the show actually is. The only problem is, the more I say, the more I spoil. Anyways, it's sci-fi, it's futuristic, it's mind-bending, even to the point of maybe being mind-numbing. But we'll get into that later. The Peripheral was created by Scott Smith and aired on Amazon Prime for the first time on October 21st of the past year. And with that, Anthony, let's talk about The Peripheral. Let's talk. We're back. Do you want to say anything about being back or no? Yeah, you got you're you're great at that stuff. Well, we're back and uh, it feels good to be back. <laughs> it does feel it does feel really good to be back. It's been a while, a little while. Uh, I think it's been a little longer than we thought it would be. Yeah, maybe like a month least. and a half since we we recorded one something like that so well maybe just about a month probably but yeah it's been did you have a good christmas i had a great christmas i had a great christmas also yeah yeah it was honestly it was one of the more relaxed christmases that i've had in a while had in at least a handful of years so yeah nice i think it was a combination of like certain people being out of town takes some pressure off but anyway um yeah it was a good christmas yeah christmas yeah me too so yeah but it's really good to be back we i think we got some a couple new initiatives we're going to tell you about i don't know if ever during this episode but we're going to try some new stuff this this year but we're ready to get back rolling and uh i guess that's all just saying we're back yeah well one of them you might have seen already tiktok we did a little segment called quick uh what's it called what's the segment called (laughs) quick hits it's called quick hits (laughs) And uh, anyway, so basically, it's if you've listened to our episode before, which most of you have probably, if you're listening now, uh, at the end of the episode, we just talk about what we've been watching, and that is what Quick Hits is all about. But the TikTok and, version is going to be even quicker. It's just like a real quick, maybe one minute, hey, check this out. Uh, it's going to be very TikTok-y, so I've been yes. told. Yeah, Brandon's also going to do some dancing like uh, like everybody else on TikTok. <laughs> not that TikToky. he's very trendy he's gonna hit those trends those dance trends i did cook some ramen for the first time today so that's a uh, that's TikToky. is it i didn't know yeah. that well see There's TikTok a, is just whatever i had to it's war- a little of everything yeah i did have to warn brandon early on basically everybody has naked people at first when you get on TikTok, so it like tries to chase you away TikTok's filthy it's not but- filthy once you get your algorithm set if you if you're listening to like music, I yep. like some of the politics stuff. Yep. You know, follow some of the stuff going on. There is some good stuff on there. It's just you got to kind of get out of the weeds. Just a little <laughs> bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, let's get rolling on the peripheral. Let's do it. So, Anthony, what grabbed you first? Was, was it just straight recommendation from me? No. Um, did I? Because I didn't force you into this one. It feels like I did. Oh, you did force me. You forced me into watching <laughs> it, but it's not what hurt. Oh, what grabbed me first. I'm sorry. Where did I hear? Grab, however, whatever you, yeah, however yeah. you want to interpret that well, question. What I was about to answer was where I heard about it. And it was, mm. it was one of those like, 
well advertised. Um, yes, it was. I, I don't know why I feel like bringing this up right now, but some of the designs of the streaming sites really bother me, and I do not like Prime's design. I think mm. it's too easy to get lost in the options, and they show you depending on where you are, like what if you're watching it on TV or a iOS app or a on your I computer. Gotcha. Yeah, but I, gotcha. I I actually do watch a fair amount on my browser. And when you when you open that up in a browser, you have every option in the world in front of you. And they don't actually make it incredibly easy as as far as I've seen to resume what you have been watching. Like on Netflix, mm. uh most of the time there's like a continue watching and and you right. have everything that you're watching at the time. I don't feel like Amazon does that well. Um and I also don't think Apple TV, by the way, has a very does that very well either. Uh, but both of those particular streaming sites, I think, make it really easy to lose things. But I, I bring that up because, like, I they advertise the heck out of this leading into it, and, yeah. and uh, you've been like talking me into watching some more Prime things, and so as you have, I was on there a lot more, and so I saw a ton of it. And I literally remember mentioning to you, I didn't think I would be interested in the show at all because of what it looked like based on the advertisement. Now, as you said, it's not exactly what it looked like. And you even said to me when you sold me uh, on watching the show, you even said, you know, it's not that it's not what you think Uh, exactly. And you were right about that. Okay. I was right about that. Yeah. It's It's funny. It's a little bit of what you think, but yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. It's funny you say all that because I just read an article today about how Netflix is super hush hush about their data uh-huh. and they basically you could completely miss things that you would be interested in on Netflix because of the way their algorithm works. You basically only see the things that they think you want to see. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. So you so you could completely miss things, whereas now they didn't mention Prime, but they mentioned. I think HBO. Hulu, Paramount, some of those, yeah. if they have a new show coming out, they advertise it really well. Yes. Whereas Netflix spends almost $0 on advertising. Sure. They just rely on the algorithm, making sure everyone sees what they want them to see or what they want to see. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is interesting. I didn't even think about that. But Apple TV, is a, they, they spend money on advertising for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And Prime definitely does. Prime's, Prime definitely does. It's just interesting to me that I hadn't even noticed that Netflix just doesn't. Well, and another interesting thing about that, I'm sorry to break away from the episode, but another interesting thing about that is basically like uh, Prime has now taken over Thursday Night Football. So people are hopping on there and then that advertising pops in. Apple TV has some sports content now. So like they and on Apple TV, the well, I guess on all these, the only thing you're ever going to see an advertisement for is that streaming services stuff. But if you're watching uh, Friday Night Baseball on Apple TV, you get a ton of advertisements for Apple TV shows. And same thing with Prime. If you're watching Thursday Night Football, you'll get a lot of advertisements for those. So so that makes sense. But Netflix isn't necessarily pulling anyone in from the outside like that. So that's that's an interesting point. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of show do you feel like this is? So. I'm going to reserve a lot of these comments for later in the episode. Okay, so let's let's say what we know, though. Yeah, well, what I want to say about it is I, I do want to say I don't think this show knows exactly what it is. Right. But let's say that there are some things we could definitely say. Okay. Like it's, it's like it's definitely sci-fi. It's definitely sci-fi. Yes. Yes. Definitely sci-fi. Uh, so, talking. 
Also very action-y. It's so mm-hmm. like not every sci-fi is uber action. This one yeah. is heavy, heavy action. It's Ac- it's action thriller. Yep. Military adjacent. Uh a lot, you know, mm-hmm. lots of different stuff like that. So it's suspenseful in a very sort of violent way. Like there's a lot yeah. of lot of violence going on. As far as quality wise, I feel like at first glance, now you've mentioned some things yeah. that I'd like you to bring up. I will. At fr- at first glance, I feel like it feels premium, premium drama. Yes, uh, I think so too. And but I mean, with all the effects, perhaps even cinematic, it's very the intention yeah. of it is very, very expensive, very, and a lot of effects, a lot, you know, a lot of stuff like that. The things that he was talking about that I was going to bring up were, I I noticed I I actually don't notice these things. I'm not usually looking for continuity things or or quality things like this. I don't usually notice these types of things, but for some reason in this show, I noticed several sort of almost like corners that were cut on production. So for example, one of them there there's um there's oftentimes in this uh group of two people having a conversation where there's basically, you know, it's it's a usual TV tactic, but there's three cameras on the shot. There's one shooting both of them and then there's one shooting each of them. And mm-hmm. I believe what it's called when someone so if you and I are talking and I'm the one talking, um they'll get a coverage shot of you like behind you or they'll get a covered shot of you looking at me and you're not actually doing anything. You're mm-hmm. just looking at me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they'll get coverage on all these different shots sometimes. Well, I noticed multiple times, not just one time, multiple times there was voiceover over some lines uh, of one of the characters talking and it was kind of the angled shot of the other person, but you could see that their mouth wasn't moving at all. <laughs> <laughs> but their voice was still going. It I mean, really bothered me. <laughs> that's a big goof. Yeah, it's a sure. big goof. And then I and then there was a fight at one point where one of the people is wearing a scarf, and during the fight, she gets tackled to the ground, and the scarf goes completely out of her jacket over her face, and then they cut to the next thing, and the scarf's already fixed. But it's like if something like that happened during filming, you would have to stop and say, I'm sorry, we have to take that again. Like it was so egregious. We have to take it again. So I was very confused about what was going on with that. It's like so much money invested into the production of the show. And then these like nearly inexcusable mistakes, I thought it was it was really, really interesting to me. I mean, I could see it just basically being like, I'm sorry, we're not going to you know spend the money to fix that. But can I say that's awfully technical of you? I know. In a good way. Like that's, I think that the transformation is complete. You're, you're a full on TV critic now. I, I suppose it is, but I, I don't think I was <laughs> usually, I mean, no, I mean, that's, that's some, that's some great stuff. That's good catches. I didn't catch that stuff. Well, I like it. I mean, the funny thing is I was working while I was watching it too, and I still caught those things. So interesting. You know, it's, that's very interesting. Yeah. That's a, that's a big one. That's a big one. What do you think? You have any thoughts on this? I think it has a very sleek look, and uh-huh, I will say yeah. I, I missed I missed the things that you're that you're referencing. I would have bumped on them. There wasn't there wasn't much I bumped on. I felt like you know maybe we're you know, getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but there was some dialogue I bumped on. There was there was some there was a clunkiness to some of it. It didn't go down um, smooth mm. uh, the way I feel like something like this should. Like the closest thing that I would relate this to is uh, the matrix. It feels oh, very yeah. Oh, yeah. matrices in some parts. Yeah. 
but the matrix, at least the first one goes down. So like, it's so smooth. It's easy to like, you get in there, you grasp it. Um, this just a little clunky, a little clunky while we're getting ahead of ourselves. (laughs) How did you feel? How'd you feel about the characters in the show? Yeah. Generally speaking, that was one of my favorite parts. And so for any poo pooing I do on the show, the memorable characters. Yes. Very good. So I think I've mentioned on the show before that I love the movie Sing Street and Jack Rayner is my favorite character in Sing Street. And he's also in this show and he does a he does a wonderful job as sort of the brother of the main character in the show. Um, But also him and his he's got he's got a group of military buddies. Basically, I don't think that's too Mm -hmm. much of a spoiler. No, not at all. And they're. I'm not going to say that like every single one of them was, well, we're not talking about acting as much as we're talking about characters. And I do like those relationships a lot. I think the brotherhood was totally viable and the way that they kind of took care of each other as a military group of people would. I thought that was, that was very good. Um, I I don't want to overlook, I suppose the Chloe Grace Moritz of it all. She did really well. I mean, you know, she was, she did a great job and I, sort of really liked Corbell Pickett. He's a good villain. Yeah. Lewis Hertham plays Corbell Pickett. He's really good. Yes. Chloe Grace, she felt very Florence Pugh in this for some reason. Mm. And Florence Pugh's way better. <laughs> yeah. She's just yeah. She's just quite a bit a quite a bit better actor. Yep. You know, I mean I, I don't I'm not trying to be mean or anything. She just they, their roles felt similar. Mm-hmm. Uh felt like something Florence Pugh has done recently. And I'm a huge fan of Florence Pugh. Anyway, Jack Rayner plays Burton Fisher, the brother, like you said. Mm-hmm. The Brotherhood thing might have been my favorite stuff. Yeah. Which you could say is a problem because the uh-huh. story doesn't center around that. Yep. Maybe it should have. But anyway, Gary Carr, who plays Wilf Netherton, probably did he bug you? Yeah. Yeah, well, he's in so I he, he's in a show. He was in Downton Abbey, and I uh, thought he I think I mean he's he's a very British like bbc actor so i thought he's good also katie lang from harry potter i mean this is all my the bbc they love reusing i guess let me say let me say a little bit more about you said did gary carr bother me or bug me and i said yes just quickly i feel like he was trying to fill a stereotype in this in this show of sexy whatever dude um well his voice is so like no, i just feel like uh, he, he can't help it like he's, i'm not saying he isn't sexy i'm just saying he's got this like deep ebony skin sure and he's got this sultry voice i mean he's a good looking guy yeah 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 i agree with all that i'm just saying his character shouldn't have necessarily had no reason to be that way so it was more like okay. he, he was in it to be a item of desire for watchers and interesting and not so much interesting. A, yeah not and he didn't do poorly you know it's just that that's the only thing that bugged me about him the only person that bugged me was sharice newland she was she's the head of like she's the head of ri yeah who was like a like a a group an organization in the show kind of a villain type character i didn't think she was particularly sinister or anything it was just kind of forgettable for me so that's interesting i think I sort of agree with you, but I guess we have to distinguish between distinguish between characters and acting. I oh, we're all over the place now with that. I think her acting was fine. She seemed sinister enough as an actress. Uh, you but, think her character was poorly written, maybe, yeah, and poorly described mm-hmm. why she's a villain, okay. sort of. 
justification of a villain. But you did remind me of the police officer. She was great. And another person who sort of bugged me <laughs> was Eli Connor Penske. His, his accent is messy. Well, don't start me on the accents. All right. Cause you think there was more than one messy one. I think there were more than one messy one. And also here's not I, the show takes place in the blue Ridge mountains. Like it's very Appalachian. That's fine, but there's no reason for that to be the case. So there's no reason for the show to take place there. Right. There's not a specific reason for the show to take place there. And so I'm like, sometimes wonder whether people will place things in a vague area in a, in a vague, but, um, hillbilly. Well, yeah, I was trying to avoid saying hillbilly. Is, it, is, it, is that a bad word? I, no, no, no. I don't think it's a bad word. I just was trying to find some Appalachian context so that the accent is very cheesy and easy to, I'm not even, I, I don't even know that people actually talk like that. It's like the difference between putting something in Atlanta and Lexington, Kentucky, yeah. like both Southern. Yes. One's much more distinct. Like the accent is much more distinguished in one than the other. Yes. So I can get on board with that. Okay. So let's put it in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Then we can dial the accent accents up to 10. Nobody realized to act that hard. We just throw on the, or not, not, not act. I'm not saying they're not acting well, but I am saying like, we don't even have to explore the nuance of the accents. We just put it on number 10, <laughs> put, put mm. that hillbilly accent up to 10. And now we're good. We don't even have to yeah. think much about it. Whereas like, if you think like a, a show set in Britain, you got to like zero in on the street they were raised on so that you get the right like tone uh, to it. That's so true. Yeah. yeah. So it's just no nuance to it, I think is the problem. Yeah. But anyway, the story is interesting is a word I would use. It is. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of stuff going on. One might say too much. Yeah. You could, you could say that. I think if we follow the matrix comparison along here, mm -hmm. I think the matrix picked a couple of things. I'll say this. I'll just, I won't beat around the bush. I had to go back over the first few episodes of this show with a microscope mm. to make sure I understood exactly what was going on. I don't feel like that should be something you need to do. No way. Right? Yeah, totally. Well, first of all, I think the matrix is a good comparison. And I think there is some matrix stuff in here. I think, yeah. um, I think there's a, a little pieces of a bunch of different stuff in this show, like influences from different areas of sci-fi and yeah. the matrix is certainly one of them. But what the matrix did really well was the pills. Red pill, blue pill. There's there's people in the in whatever those things were plugged in, and you're acting in a fake world. Okay, I just mm -hmm. described the mind blowing element of the Matrix, which you cannot succinctly describe the mind blowing element of the peripheral. I uh, think I can now, but I think it took a lot of work for me to get there. I don't think I I don't. I'd be curious to hear your quick explanation. Yeah, I couldn't. I, I wouldn't do it right now. No, I know you wouldn't would spoil but everything. But I just I think I think I'd have to be like, yeah, but what about this? What about this? Like, I think the whole time I'd just be adding pieces on because there's they just I think tried to do too many mind blowing elements. I, I agree with that. And then I agree with that. also I think there were some head fakes in there to like th try and throw you off the trail and they didn't really matter. Those pieces of information didn't really matter. It was just it was just there to try and mess you up so you didn't get it quickly. So based on what I said, that I had to go back, watch the first few over again, stop, rewind, stop, rewind, make sure I heard everything correctly. Did you feel any of that in the later episodes? Like, dang on it, what was that thing? I should have remembered. Is any of that like bouncing around in your head at all? Or were you pretty good on 
Oh, I, I know what they're talking about now. It just felt like as the episodes kept going on, there's like, there's something I forgot or there's something I'm missing. Yeah, you're right for sure. Um, but I think for whatever reason, you really needed to go back and find it out. And I was just like, well, whatever, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what the difference is, but I also like afterward, I was like, so is this what happened? And you were like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, I hadn't gone back over yet. Oh, okay. When, I, when you said, when we were having that conversation, oh, okay. I was like, I was like, well, now I definitely have to because yeah, yeah, yeah. So you one I want to one I want to know. Hang on. Two, so was, you got that question answered or some of those questions? I don't answered? remember the question yeah, you sure. specifically asked, but yeah, I feel like all of my questions are answered now. So okay, yes, I'm going to say yes to that. All right. So yeah. pay attention early on. Pay attention early on. Yeah, absolutely. First two episodes are crucial. Crucial. Really, kind of lay the foundation for this show. The writing is not great. It's not terrible. It's not terrible. It's not great. The story, though. the story's okay. I feel like it's, it's, so it's, it's a little confusing. It's a little overcomplicated. I think the dialogue, there was a couple of times I was like, woof. You know how we've talked about that military bro talk? I was just about to bring it up. Get, we get a dose, at least a, a, the adult dose of that once. Yes. Maybe oh, twice. I, I, I'm thinking of exactly the time that you're, because I was going to bring it up too. I always compare it to, there's an outtake in Rush Hour, I think two or three. It's an outtake. It's not actually in the movie, but there's an outtake where- It's when the guy falls out of the building. Yeah. And he's like, he's not going to be in Rush Hour three. <laughs> and it's like that sort of line. Yeah. Only it happens in the show where it's like, take that buddy or something. You ever watch CSI Miami? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right before the opening credits would roll. Uh-huh. What's the guy's name? Antonio or Marcus his, or take his glasses off. And he would sit. Yeah. Yes. And say something like that. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to spend too much time there. It could have been better. It wasn't terrible. Hopefully we've given people a reason to watch the show, though. Yeah. Hold on. So let me say, like, as critical as I was of. Uh, oh, my gosh. What's the Chris Pratt show? Uh, Terminalist. OK, yeah. so it's, in my opinion, not as cheesy as i don't think the terminal list was cheesy but i think it's better than the terminal list in the action realm Uh, a little more authentic than uh i i I literally was thinking that because i wouldn't say the soldiers in this are perfect but they're better than the terminal list i think i will say some of the scenes with the soldiers are awesome yeah 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 it's the action is some really yeah some really really cool stuff a little bit of a twist. They they're adding elements, you know, some sci-fi, of the stuff futuristic that, stuff. Yes, I mean, it's yes, it's cool. It's really cool. And that stuff, all, it would make a great video game. Yes, all that stuff made really good sense to me. If they would have really leaned into that, I might have been even more interested than I was. Could this show have benefited from a little humor? Maybe. Well, I mean, I think every show could benefit from a little humor, but it's such a fine line when it comes to. Like, humor. I wasn't. I wasn't like waiting for a joke, but. I was like, this show's missing something. Well, okay, so you have, you have a brother-sister element, and they don't joke around with each other very much. You know, like, that that's a good point. Like, uh, and, mm-hmm. and you have a brotherhood of, I mean, the, 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 the two guys in the military, they-, they There is, there is a little banter there, now that you mention that. Elbowing, right. whatever that is. You're right. Elbowing. I feel like it could have used a little more. Sure. Just something, yeah, just no. like an extra layer. When the show is doing the thing that it does, like the main story- I felt like it was just ultra serious and yeah, I mean, I feel like it was maybe some serious content. Yeah. Any humor that I just mentioned was not funny. So (laughs) (laughs) it was Appalachian.
So like we've said, this show seems to be a jack of all trades, at least as far as sci-fi goes. Mm -hmm. Make what you will of that. Is it a master of none? Does it not really do any of them that well? And if that's true, does that ruin the show for you? It didn't ruin the show. So I... Let me pause and just say, like, I, I enjoyed this just fine. I enjoyed this show just fine. It's just not going to appear on a top list of shows this year or anything, or, you know, from last year for me. Uh, but I enjoyed it just fine. And yeah, I think that's probably an okay way to describe it. It is a jack of many sci-fi trades mm-hmm. and not a master of any of them. If they would have, I'm not even saying like in the ones that in some of them, they had enough information that if they would have run that direction, it would have been very interesting. But because they add these other things to it, it's just like, well, now that doesn't make any sense why these things fit together, because just pick one of those elements and uh, and yeah. run with it. So there is a strong, at least in the beginning, gaming element to the show. It's like an evolved gaming. Yeah, you're right. It definitely I'm, I'm, is. But the, but that's not necessarily where it ends up. No, and that's my point. That's what I was, if you would let me finish, I was going to well, say. Well, you're the one that I stopped. Would've... I didn't even stop you. You stopped. I would have liked more of that. I felt like that would have been a good lane to maybe be. Yeah. I mentioned in the intro, it's it got a lot of VR elements to it. Gaming has kind of evolved in that way in this show. And we bail out of that pretty quick sort without of, getting yeah. too specific. Yeah, no, you're doing fine. You're doing fine. And obviously the reason we're being so weird is because we don't want to ruin it for you. No. It's worth well, you, digging you sh- into. Uh, yes. So I will say I stand behind the show. I, wa- I, I rewatched at least half of it. And I was like, I really enjoy this. I think it's overcomplicated. I think it's a yeah. little confusing. I think as soon as you figure out what exactly is going on, I think it's a really good show. I enjoyed it. I really did. Now, and I'm probably going to be... You know, people are going to hear this and be like, you couldn't figure this show out, you know? <laughs> well, it, it's not that, I mean, yeah, yeah well, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to own that because I, you know, I could not figure out on my first pass. There was a, there was at least a key piece of information, well, probably two that I was, I don't think I figured it out either. So I'm with you. Okay. Well, that, uh, or there's thanks, some stuff thanks, missing. Uh, yeah. You're wrong. Yeah. And I was like, my problem is. It gives the show little to no stakes if you don't if you don't know exactly what's going on. Yes. It just feels like there are no stakes at some points. Like the big some of the big stuff, like this is supposed to be this is supposed to be like what the show is hinging on. It's just like, oh, oh. you know, and you kind of move on and you're okay with it. And it's because I think you missed something. Or there are too many big stakes, something like that. Mm, what is what is the problem we're solving here and i think there's like 20 of them so it makes it it makes it really hard to buy in fully to be passionate about the solve for the problem the way i think i just stop me if i get too out of like too spoilery but i think without getting specific i think there's so many elements of different sci-fi shows within the show um, the creators of this created Westworld. There's certainly some Westworld in this show. It's Westworld adjacent. There mm-hmm. is some Matrix in this show, like you said. There is some Ready Player One in this show. And that's, you know, obviously related to sort of the video game element. And like, so one of the things I think Westworld, Matrix, Ready Player One, those all had a clearer 
sort of mission with their, this is the problem we're solving. And this one tried to have five or six problems that were solved. And I don't know what the purpose of that was. I don't know if it was to try and throw you off the trail or what? Like we said, a lot of interesting things happening here. Do you ever feel like sci-fi shows or movies create new ultra convenient rules to like fix or explain a problem? Yeah, I mean, it's it's fair of them to do so because they created the problem, so, you know, sort of, um, the, you know, they pointed out the problem at least. So, yeah, uh, but since they came up with the problem, it's fair to fix it. But what I think has to accompany that is like explanation of the sort of the rules, what's going what the heck's going on here and uh, why did that fix work? Mm-hmm. Like just so we're starting to because what I want to understand in sci fi is I want I want to know the whole universe. I. I I, I have a really hard time suspending my disbelief on, I still need the logic to line up. Um, and you know, I think in this show, there was some of that that didn't line up, which is some of what bothered me. But like, once you give me the rules, all right, that's fine. Let's play with that. And there's some convenient fixes where it's like, well, you know, there's just like a, well, if we just do this, solve it. <laughs> well, why? How? I didn't know you were able to do that. seems like you mm-hmm. could have told me an episode ago that you could do that. And then conveniently you bring it up and use it in a real life situation. It's just like, I feel like I fall somewhere in the middle, but sometimes I am like very ultra that doesn't follow the rules. Say like a, the, uh, like a back to the future effect. I feel like end game Avengers end game made me do that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like you're not, you're not, this is, this is not making, this is not adding up. Yeah. And of course, Avengers end game famously had that big exposition dump mm-hmm. to explain all that stuff, yeah. which I don't like that either. I don't want that. But at the same time, I do feel like I can get to a point where I say to myself, they don't care about the rules. So either I move forward not caring about the rules Mm -hmm. and enjoy myself or get hung up on the rules. Do you think they don't care about the rules? I felt like they were very loosey goosey with the rules. I mean, I do too. And that's just what bothered me, I guess. But so let's talk about one specific example. And and I think it's emblematic of other things. You know, this is going to spoil a very small thing that I don't think is going to matter in the long run. But two of the characters have this thing where it comes out of nowhere and the dude says, oh, if you just pinch your fingers together like this, then we can do this. You know, so I can I can explain this vaguely. But uh, and also then this this thing happens. It's like they sort of merge as two people. Um, there's never any explanation of how this is even possible. They're merging as two people and it's really only used for one. It's not like a big power that everyone now has and can somehow solve this problem. It's just like a thing they just threw in, just made up. And it's just a pinching of their fingers that does it. So when you're going to like bend space and time for different reasons, you know, all, all this different stuff, like make it worth it to create this <laughs> thing. Like I just, I just didn't get that. And there's a couple of those type things in the show where it's just like, well, and just, you could have not done that. And we didn't have to mess with all that. So what you just get over that. I mean, I had to get over it too, but you, I think I'm able the, to just accept more. Okay. Just, yeah. just be okay with, I don't, I, w- I wouldn't say I get over it. You know what? It's just an adaptability that I have that I, uh, <laughs> Uh, well there's really no other way for me to say it and not sound like a arrogant jerk but i do feel like i'm able to kind of figure out what kind of show i'm watching pretty quick and be like okay i need to care or not care about certain things i think fantasy Mm -hmm. well Mm -hmm. i mean the fantasy and and sci-fi are the ones i think i notice this more in fantasy but most of the best fantasies do all the work to make sure it's exhaustively explained the universe 
in my fantasy slash sci-fi, I like to understand my world. Each little thing that happens has to teach me something about the world. If it's a different world, I enjoy thinking about a different world than what I exist in. I like, I enjoy that process, but if, if I'm not learning about the world, that's what I do in the real world. And so I like to do that in the fantasy world too. Like I'm always testing the world to see what's going on. And I, I, you know, am building my life based on that. And so I, I like to build my TV watching around that as well, where it's like, yeah. well, I need a little piece of like, how's this helpful? And like, what do I do with this information? And, mm-hmm. and maybe you observe easier. I think it's because I, I don't know. I think it's because I love sci-fi. I love exploring new ideas in sci-fi. And I think if you're not Star Wars and Star Trek, and I'm sure there's a couple other ones that, you know, people would correct me with. If you're not one of the big ones, you got to try something, you know? Yeah. You got to yeah, you yeah, got to yeah. try something yep. to make your mark. Sure. And I think I'm more open to creators trying things. So, yeah, so am I. Yeah. And I will agree that they tried too much here. And that would be my biggest criticism. I think if you got the time and you want to get in there with your microscope, I think you would really enjoy yourself. I still think you'll enjoy yourself. I do too. I think, but I yeah. I needed to go back and rewatch at least the first two episodes to be like, okay, there's a couple terms they use that I was a little vague on, and they explain them. I just didn't. It didn't click that. Okay, this is something you need to pay attention. He's talking right now. You need to listen to this. You know, not everything is important the whole time you're watching a show, you know, as you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes yeah. you can discard some pieces of information. There's a couple things you have to pay attention to, or it won't make sense. Does this show have a real villain or, I mean, we've mentioned a couple, we mentioned two, actually there, we said villain adjacent villainy. Yeah. I think potentially it has multiple and Which is- there's sort of a, maybe I'll describe it like a near villain and a far villain. I almost want to say like real and imagined. That's not exactly correct, but it's, it's like there's a, a neighborhood villain and a world villain. I mean, that's exactly right. It doesn't, I don't know that would make, that makes a whole lot of sense. Sure. But there, there's a villain that is much more up in your face, close and personal. And then, yeah, yeah, that, I think that kind of makes sense. There's like a local drug dealer and there's a Thanos. So like you got problems on a couple different levels here. Yeah. And sometimes in, in the face of Thanos, the local drug dealer doesn't really seem like a big deal. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes, sometimes the immediacy of the pain that the local drug dealer is call, causing somehow becomes more important than Thanos. I thought that worked all right. Yeah. I thought one was much more compelling than the other. The I small, like, small time. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. And I felt like maybe. It should have been flipped uh-huh. just to make the stakes better. Yes. Bigger. It could have been casting. That could have been writing. That could have been a number of things. I, I sort of don't know what, I mean, we keep talking about clarity on the stakes or the issues at hand. And I don't know leading into season two, like, what am I supposed to be worried about? Like, there's clearly a problem le- leading into season two, but it's like, I don't know if I could describe it to you quickly. Let's leave everyone with some positives. Okay. Let's, let's talk about a different show then. I'm, jo- I'm joking. That was a total joke. That was a joke. Just just got parks and wrecked. <laughs> just, just wrecked me right here at the end. I think a lot of cool things happen on screen. I think yep. it, it's, it is trying something new. I think there's um, we're exploring new, some new ground here. It does pull 
from some familiar things. Absolutely. But I think we are at least experimenting with some new elements of sci-fi. Yeah. One of my favorite things is I loved this, the sort of near future element of it, which is, uh, mm-hmm. it's like tw- what, 20, it's like 10 years Se- from now. Seven. Oh, 70, I think. Is where they are. Oh, so present day in the show. Present day in the show. What is present would, day in the show? Would, would be, yes, would be about, about 10, 10-ish years. Yeah. Yeah. So everything there was kind of like the slightly cooler version of what we have now, which is which is fun. Like, uh, it's not so, cr- like, there's elements of the show that are like so crazy that it's like, well, we're never, I'm not going to see that. But there is like, oh, what if, like, uh, you know, like she rides like an electric bike. But re- Well, the one thing, and it's not a spoiler. 3D printing has gotten amazing. Yes, right, right. Which is that's not, cool. Which is not shocking, honestly. Like, yeah, no. Like at, at one point, we've talked about the military guys. They're in there getting cocked and locked, but they're doing they're yeah. printing all their stuff yeah. on the printers. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I just thought, wow. Yeah, and I actually like that that one of the military, um, one of the soldiers had been hurt in the military, and so he didn't mm-hmm. have legs, and so he had like a. Uh, sort of an automatic one wheel wheelchair but then it, the way he drove around like his actual car was just like his one wheel wheelchair rolled up into a mo- turned into a motorcycle basically but not in a batman kind of way it was just kind of like the right. half of his machine sits outside while he goes inside and then he rolls back out and connects to it all that near future stuff i thought was great that was very mm-hmm. fun to imagine um, yeah. And it wasn't so insane. There was a whole lot of like, oh, we play video games, really cool video games, like co- 10 years cooler than now in a world and, that and draw incomes from those. Uh-huh. Yep. It's they're, they're like professional video gamers. Yep. It like kind of where the, the story starts. That's how they make money. Yeah. And I don't know. I thought some of that was pretty cool. Me too. Some of it was pretty cool. The story is, again, you just pay attention, please. Pay attention. I think you'll enjoy it if you pay attention to some of those exposition dumps in the first couple of episodes. I think they're more important than they may seem at the time. Okay. Yeah. That'd be my only thing. Overall, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I would like to say, I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm just saying I don't think I liked it as much as you liked it. So, Anthony, what have you been watching? Yeah, by the way, sorry, sorry to, sorry to not answer your question, but we didn't say that we were going to drop part of the show, but we should say that, which is that we're not, we're going to, at least for a little bit, take a break on recommending something to each other mm-hmm. because, well, we've been, you know what? Also, our year anniversary is coming up pretty soon. It'll be this, you know, and the next month or so. But anyway, we've been doing this for a year and we have a lot of episodes and we're running out of stuff to easily recommend to each other that we haven't seen, like that each other haven't seen. Plus also we'll like recommend things to each other, but that's so that we can do episodes about them later on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just uh, that. So we feel like maybe that's run its course for now. So we're, this is just uh, what have you been watching lately lately? Yeah. And we may see it again. Yeah, sure. You know, we don't want to never say, say never. it's gone forever, but just for right now, it felt a little, like we ran out of juice on that one. Yeah. I don't know what I re- what I recommended today. Anyway, I was getting into some stuff that was like, I don't even think I recommend this. I think it would have been for me just a lot of document documentaries yeah, yeah. or like things that I threw on real quick. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. But at, like at that point, I don't know. I There's a, you know, dime a dozen on those puppies. So 
Anyway, what have you been watching well, since the last time we talked? Since the last time we talked, I watched an insane amount of World Cup. I watched probably, mm. like, you forget that happened, but it was, you know. I did forget that happened. Uh, I watched a lot of World Cup. I watched. Um, I, I, did you watch a, Did you watch every a bit of every game like you had kind of talked like you were doing? I watched a bit. Uh, when that was possible, yes. Like, when they were stacked on top of each other, I couldn't do it. But I watched, if there were, uh, during a game time, I would watch a little bit of a game every day at that time. Toward the end, like. Once we went to the round of 16, I watched every game. I watched almost all of every game. Um, and mm. and then I would like to say that I successfully, for the first time in my life, successfully. So I work at a church and the final was on a Sunday morning. So, and I had invested so much time in this World Cup. Yeah. It's like, what, you know, I want to watch this, this finale. Can't, this can't be happening. Yeah. So um, I literally announced it during church please don't talk to me about the world cup at all i i said i set my phone in my office i shut it off put it in my office and i spent the whole morning just telling people not to talk to me about the world cup several people tried to be funny with me like either give me a fake score or and i kept saying like no nothing nothing do not say anything um and i said it to a million people and somehow successful so i recorded it came home. My wife was nice enough to go downstairs and start it for me just so I didn't flip because I started it. And Uh, I now know the game was still going on when I started the beginning of the game. I didn't know that at the time, but I were you you like, are you sure it's the beginning? No, no. She she knew she's, it was her idea. She was like, (laughs) but if you go down there and turn it on, you might turn it on and it'll be on TV and you'll see the score. That's true. Um, so she went down and turned it on. I was able to su- successfully watch the whole thing about three hours after without. And nice. Yeah. And it was amazing. I mean, people keep saying it was the best world cup finale ever. And that seems, you know, I'm prone to hyperbole, but I really like, it was so good. It was awesome. It was pretty daggone cool for messy. Yes. I think. And just a, a like a, a really, the, the back and forth was amazing. So anyway, sorry. It's not a soccer podcast. I I really enjoyed that, and I watched a ton of that. But I also, um, we are preparing for some shows, and so, like, specifically, I hadn't watched the peripheral, so I've been watch- I watched the whole peripheral. We have an episode on Andor coming up, and I'm almost done with Andor now, um, and I'm not, not going to say anything about it. I, yeah. We uh, are, have an episode about Dairy Girls coming up, mm-hmm. and yep. watch that whole thing. Um, so that's a lot of television right there. Uh, mm-hmm. I also, so I think the only things I could probably bring up worth talking about is I've watched mythic quest and, um, there are mythic quest is just so interesting because we are doing an episode on that. Oh, okay. Never mind. Not <laughs> never mind, but I'm not going to talk about that. Then we're doing an episode on mythic. Quest. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of good television here though. We are not going to do like a full recap of Yellowstone, right? So <laughs> So I just finished that. Um, yeah. So the mid season first, finale, yeah. the mid season finale just happened. And we're not getting the second half of this season until the summer. Yeah. And I know at least for a while there, I think maybe when, maybe a couple of weeks ago, I heard this bit of information. They had not started filming the right. second half of this right. season yet. Yeah. Which was, I mean, that kind of blew my mind a little bit. I mean, I didn't know we weren't going to get anything until the summer, but I was 
Like, really? You haven't even started filming it yet? I don't know. I would love to know what they're doing. It just seems so strange. First of all, mid-season finale, mid-season, saying something is in in the mid-season, that means we're going to be back in a couple of weeks. Yes. Back after the holidays. Back after the new year. That's what that means. That's Network television takes like has mid season finales. Yes. You'll get like right around 12 or 13 episodes and then you get the second half. And that's what that is. Yes. This is not that. No. I'm not like as angry as I sound, but I just think it's strange. No, I agree with you. This, I mean, there's so many things about this show that make me mad, but so we started off in a terrible place. We, in this season, I just didn't like yeah. where we were. Didn't like what we were talking about. And then we lean back in. Hey, we're we're spoiling this show, by the way. Uh, right? You want to just do it? I I don't have to spoil it if you if you don't want to. Yeah, let's spoil it. We're spoiling it because we can't talk about it if unless we spoil it. So only this show we're spoiling. Yellowstone. If you're not caught right up now. on Yellowstone. I'd get caught up real quick. Yeah, it's coming. I'll All catch right, you up go. right now. It's <laughs> Beth's insane. Jamie's insane. That's it. They're they're doing their normal thing. Yeah. We've got about four stories going on. Um, Dutton is the uh, John Dutton is the governor. Yeah. And I I can't tell you the story's never been more boring. Um, <laughs> so the the stuff surrounding John Dutton's governorship is excruciating. Yes. Terrible. Um, Beth is unhinged. Yes. Now yep. she is almost unwatchable. But also, uh, there. We, I mean, I'm forgetting that, like, you and I had conversations about this, sort of, but, like, Beth just hauls off and beats up someone, several people this season. She just keeps getting in fights with people completely unnecessarily, completely unnecessarily. She's not defending anything. She's not, what in the world are you doing? You're losing your mind. And then everybody's just, like, all these men in her life are just, like, backing her up without just, like, tell her to stop doing that. Yeah, and I think... So she has like this relationship with with her father where she really cares about what he thinks. She really respects him, but she doesn't ever listen to him. Yeah. Like he's like, please don't do this. Yeah. And she throws a tantrum and does whatever she wants anyway. And also basically like he's he's loved her his whole life. He's not he's not mean to her or anything, not abusive to her or anything like that. But she's always like trying to earn his love. It's like, well, I. I, I just flat out tell you that I love you. I don't know what the problem is. So I don't know what you're doing. Why are you trying to get my attention? I give you my attention all the time. Basically green light everything you do. I'm trying to picture the direction for her scenes. All right, Beth. <laughs> tough, powerful chick. Take one. Not even. Insane. It's not tough, powerful chick. It's. You don't take crap from anyone. Take two. Yeah. Get mad for no reason, Beth. You're tough like the guys. Take three. It's not tough like the guys. It's not. That's not what she's doing. She's insane. No, I know. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. She's insane. Not tough. Yeah. Anyway, she was an interesting character early on. I thought she had. She was. She's always been a little crazy, but sure. I thought she was. Inter- she. I thought she was interesting. She had a good story early on. Yeah. It's wild now. Uh, Jamie's a snake. Yep. I mean, I think there was, which is strange. Strange for me to say this out loud, but I think I felt sympathetic for him at some point. And yes, that, when when, uh, that, when Beth and when uh, I forget. Oh, somebody got bail. Oh, Jamie got Beth out of jail, and when they were driving away from that. Oh yeah. Well, she just keeps kicking him in the teeth. It yeah. was like he is. 
prone, laying prone on the ground and just in the teeth. Yes. And anyway, he's his character's never been never been great. The easily the star two two stars of this show the the people that I want the most of Rip and and Casey. Yep, absolutely. The two best characters on the show, Rip and Casey. Yep, and they are great. Yep, still um, great. All their stuff's still, great. Yep. Two solid, solid performances. The, the, their story is Casey's story is getting much, much better. Mm-hmm. I felt like for a while they were running, not running out of things to do with him, but they just weren't utilizing him well. Yeah. And we've actually and, talked about how Monica, I like where Monica ended up too. Y- last couple episodes. And, okay. And yes. Ended up. Yeah. 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 No, S- starting off. How, I was right. like, man, right. What? Just forced drama, yes. forced wild drama. Yeah. And I mean, it was, you know, it was sad. It was terrible, but I don't know. It was just, we, we need something for this character to do. Let's, I don't know. It was a mess. I, I love, anyway, yes, I agree. I love the ranch stuff. I love it. And I'm still coming back for it. Like I, I whenever it pops on, I'm just so happy. Just watching. This it. is what the show does well. Yes. Now with that being Keep said, Hmm. Can we point oh, out? Yeah. Can we point out that the person that Jamie is now sleeping with? If you have continuity between all the shows, you can't do that. Why not? It's a. I don't know. It's not like a universe, though. It, it's not oh, like. Well, then why do I care about the? Why do I care about the Dutton family if it's not like a universe? It's. It's not like. Let me finish what I'm saying first. Okay. Yeah. The same yeah. actress plays the girl he's sleeping with now that plays. Like the sister of someone in 1883, which is she's also a Dutton. So like somehow Jamie's sleeping with his great, 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 great aunt. But but it's so, two different characters. But it's like, why did there's a thousand actress, million actresses in the world? Why couldn't you the, get two different actresses? The convoy cook in 1887 cookie yeah. is has been alive this whole time because he is on yeah. the Bureau of Land Management or whatever the. Yes. The cattle commission. Yes. He's a, he's a deputy. Yes. So, so if we're going to talk in, about stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, it's just, so it's just not, it's not a, there's no universe. It is a universe. They're it's, asking us to care about the Duttons or whatever, like care about the Duttons through the years. Okay. Well then if I care about them, then it's definitely a universe. There's gotta be another example where I can disrupt this for you. You're not going I'm not gonna to, think, you're not, not going to think about it right now. No, you're not going to be able to. Anyway, Taylor Sheridan likes to reuse characters. Yeah, that's fine. So you reuse actors, reuse actors. Also, another thing that's starting to become a big problem for me is I did look it up. Taylor Sheridan owns the four sixes ranch. You're positive. Yeah. He owns it. So this show is an advertisement for, yeah, this show is just a giant commercial for the four sixes ranch because not a and, giant and, commercial. Well, And this season there was Beth was looking up on the internet. Like, well, I wonder what these other ranches do it's like with a their, small commercial. And she's like, look, this ranch down four sixes just sells their meat right online here. It's, it's funny like because she on gets the- on phone. She gets on the phone with someone and she's like, so is this your yep our beef raised right here? It was like it was the full <laughs> yeah. commercial. It was grass like fed, the grass fed the, beef. Yeah. the the ad right there. <laughs> yeah, and uh, then and then there's this not in the finale. There was this nonsensical cut to the four sixes ranch with Jimmy and his girl, and I. It was un, you know, I don't know. Still, the as long as we're out ranching, I'm happy. 
<laughs> so sorry, I've taken a lot of time here. I've taken a lot of time. That's what I've been watching. I'd like to know what you've been watching. Uh, who cares at this point? No, I do. That's what I talked. I I was in a chatty mood because we haven't talked in a long time. So I was in a very chatty mood. I've talked a lot this evening. I'd like to. I've been watching this. a lot of Taylor Sheridan stuff because I love the man. <laughs> I love him. I've been watching uh, Tulsa King. I've been watching 1923. Funding the ranch. How, Give okay, me all, so what will tell me what to do with these shows? Do I do I watch it? Well, 1923, we don't have an episode planned for, so I would watch it because Harrison freaking Ford is in it and Helen Mirren and Harrison Ford's 80 years old. Did you know that? Uh well, I knew I was in that neighborhood. Okay. Well, anyway, he's really good. This is better than 1887, I would say. 1883? 1883, is that yeah, what it I was? Think so. I could never I would I'll take your word for it. There. Uh I don't know for sure. I think this one's called 1923. It's better. Okay. Well, that's yeah. I like it. I mean, more. I liked 1883. The ranch is established. In, in 1923 uh-huh. so there's elements there harrison ford is the current like head dutton he's so good yeah um anyway definitely watch that slow horses season two which i'm still holding out that we do an, a slow horses episode i'd like to i liked season one a lot season fingers crossed i think season two has really picked up the pace oh good uh i th- i think so I think it's I think it's great. I think that I think season one was really good. I, I think it was just kind of was a little slow. Um, mm-hmm. I think season two has really picked up the pace in a good way. Um, Gary Oldman. I mean, that man just. Yeah. Great. He's just real so good. good. Yeah, for sure. Um, Treason, a little miniseries on. Netflix. OK. With. um charlie cox who plays daredevil and uh-huh. uh, the netflix daredevil and um it's like a, it's a it's bingeable it's a um it's kind of a i wouldn't say guilty pleasure but it's just a, it's a quick watch it's it's pretty good past the time um is, that, is it's fiction or non-fiction it's fiction okay, okay but it's okay. it's kind it's it's british mi6 oh, okay. tree uh the, well the title of the show is treason but it's kind of <laughs> you know that it's like it's like CAA stuff adjacent to that so anyway cool it's good it's good yeah all right man all right awesome That does it for this episode of Good Show. Good Show is created, recorded, edited, and produced by Anthony Mako and Brandon Sharp. Our theme music was written and recorded by me, Anthony, and all our graphics and socials are developed by Brandon. If you've enjoyed your time with us, please make sure to like or follow us on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. And if you appreciate our show, please throw us a rating and a review there too. If you'd like to discuss any of our content, you can search The Good Show Facebook group or follow us on Instagram at The Good Show Podcast. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.